I think it's interesting that the, uh, the Anglican Bishop and biblical scholar N.T. Wright writes about this passage, and he says, you know, with the, with the benefit of hindsight, taking all this back in, the people that Mark is writing to, they might see more in this still than you, than you see on his face. Because he says there's really a small narrative of the passion and the resurrection that you can draw some of these parallels. That in both places you've got the disciples who are carrying on about their business, and then you've got these evil forces that are starting to <coughs> It's a storm on the one hand, on the other it's all these men and people that are plotting and doing a conspiracy to figure out how they're going to do away with Jesus. On one hand you've got Jesus sleeping, on the other hand you've got him slumped on the cross. And at the end you, you sort of you both situations, you get this question, why are you afraid? Where's your faith? And you come to this moment in both of them where you get this still. Jesus quiets the sea, and the other situation, on the third day, empty tomb, you get the still. You, you can see a little bit of the parallels to think about in what's going on. You see Jesus, the power of God in this whole thing. And I think for us, keeping our meditation short tonight, but for us, we think about entering into the Jesus movement, hear his call in our lives, to live into our baptism covenant, draws us into this adventure with him. And sooner or later on this journey, we too are going to face the storms. We too are going to see the high seas and the winds. And we may look up, I think most of us will, at some point and say, Jesus, like, don't you care? Sleep, you're sleeping. You know, like, don't you care about what's happening to you? Look at these winds. Look at this storm. Look at all this. And I, I wonder what Jesus' answer back to us at this moment is. Will he look at us the same way and say, Why are you afraid? Where's your faith? Or will it be more of us just needing to wake him up? I want to leave you with uh, a, a sermon, a part of a sermon in writing from St. Augustine. And he's kind of in the second camp that I mentioned because he's more of thinking about the things that happen to us and needing to wake up our sense of God's presence in our lives. So let me, let me read this from the 5th century of St. Augustine. When you have to listen to abuse, that means you're being buffeted by the wind. When your anger is roused, you're being tossed by the waves. So when the winds blow and the waves mount high, the boat is in danger. Your heart is in peril. Your heart is taking a battery. On hearing yourself insulted, you long to retaliate. But the joy of revenge brings with it another kind of misfortune, shipwreck. Why is this? It's because Christ is asleep in you. What do I mean? I mean you have forgotten his presence. Rouse him then. Remember him. Let him keep watch within you. Pay heed to him. A temptation arises. It is the wind. It disturbs you. It is the surging of the sea. This is the moment to awaken Christ. And let him remind you of those words. Who can this be? Even the winds and the sea obey. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you are the one who calms the seas, 